You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, Foxborough football fans? This is Kyrie Thompson bringing you another post-game episode of First in Foxborough. Make sure you download, subscribe, listen, stream it on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Just walking out of the locker room here at Gillette Stadium after the Patriots won ugly and won pretty convincingly 26-3 to over the undermanned Indianapolis Colts who were you know, missing a competent quarterback. And a couple of playmakers on offense as well. So you expected them to take care of business, but it was good to see them actually take care of business. That's that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see from, from your team. Beat up on the teams that you're supposed to beat. Um, and they did that here. So a couple of thoughts on this. So obviously um, not a whole lot of, of great offensive play that I would say, but good enough from Mac Jones and the Patriots, at least to win for today. I mean, obviously it's got to be better when you play better teams, but it was good enough for today. And I think that was something that when I asked Mac Jones about his line in the post game about you don't go broke taking a profit, you know, what his old coach used to tell him. I think even he is kind of trying to make sure that he buys into that mindset because on one hand, they want to score touchdowns every time they have the football. And I think it it definitely rankled Jones a little bit that they weren't efficient in the red zone in terms of scoring touchdowns. They only had the one on the day, and and the rest of it was Nick Folk field goals. Um, Obviously, Mac Jones had the touchdown pass to Ramondre Stevenson. You'll absolutely take that. Great catch by Stevenson, by the way, one-handed, which is funny because when asked about that play after the game, Stevenson was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I, I need to catch the ball with two hands. It's like, well, I mean, it it, it works. You got to catch the ball with one hand. You got to catch it with one hand in the end, as long as you catch the thing. And obviously he scores a touchdown right there. Just his evolution as a true three down back has been something to behold. And he, he just keeps proving he's the best offensive player on the team right now. But anyway, let, let's go ahead and, and get back to Mac Jones for a second. So you can tell he's kind of wrestling with that. The fact that they didn't score touchdowns at the same time. And, and also he was talking about uh, being in third and long too much and getting behind the sticks and being frustrated at that. At the same time, I think you could sense that he was like, look, you know, we, we, we want to score points every time we get the ball. He wants it to be touchdowns. At the same time, they got field goals and they controlled the ball. That was something you talk about. Controlling the ball, especially knowing how things are going 
on the other side of the football where the Colts are starting Sam Ellinger and he's just not very good. And they didn't have Jonathan Taylor. They just didn't really have a whole lot of anything going on offensively. And yeah, I think that that was something he's trying to process. He's trying to remember, look, sometimes it can be good enough. It doesn't always have to be perfect. I think that's a struggle for him because he's a perfectionist. That's what he wants. But it was good enough. On the other side of the ball, the defense was way more than good enough. Matt Judon and Matthew Judon, as he prefers to be called, you know, should be should be correct about this. Matthew Judon and Josh Uche each had a hat trick on sacks, and the Patriots had nine sacks overall, and they held the Colts to zero and fourteen on third down. I mean, they were just lights out. I mean, it, it was it was. Excellent, excellent performance for a second week in a row, really. And they controlled the game. This was a game won by the defense and by the special teams where you had Jonathan Jones blocking a kick and Brendan Schooler hopping on it because he just hops on every single ball that's loose. I mean, he's just got a nose for the football, always seems to be in the right place. His hustle has been something else. And the the kicking game and the defense won the day. And I, Jonathan Jones had an incredible day adding a pick six to that by the end of it. Picking off Sam Ellinger towards the end of the game in the fourth quarter to really just kind of, I mean, it, it was a route already by that point because the Colts weren't going to score. And then that was just like, okay, everybody head for the exits if you want to. So, I mean, listening to Bill Belichick talk about Jonathan Jones, he's one of our best players. And... I mean, he, he definitely finds a way to keep on showing it. His versatility in moving from the slot to the outside corner and being able to move inside, outside, whatever it is they ask him to do. Come off the edge, make a game-changing play. Because at that point, it was it was only 6 to nothing. And even though you felt like that might have been enough to win the game, and I mean, it was in hindsight, you never know. And he makes the play that essentially swings the game. Because then you had that block... And then it turns into six points with the touchdown pass to Ramondre Stevenson a couple of plays later. I mean, that's what you want your best players to do. Change the game. Matthew Judon looks like a defensive player of the year candidate. Currently leads the league at this point in time with 11 and a half sacks. I mean, he's a beast. He was unblockable. Drew, drew a penalty at one point for illegal hands to the face. He's just been excellent. And I think the only question at this point, the only question is if he can keep it up for the rest of the season. Just to give you a taste of it. I mean, what it looks like from his teammates' perspective. I mean, Josh Uche just had a three-sack game of his own. And Matthew Judon's heaping praise on Uche and saying, like, look, he's calling the plays on third downs when he's in there. And he might be the best pass rusher that we have. Judon talking about Uche, that he might be the best pure pass rusher on the team. And, you know, what he's done as a third year player and, and just you know, really talking up his, his locker room mate right there. But then Josh Uche had the quote of the day to me in the locker room. I asked him specifically about what it was like watching Judon. He said, I've never in my life seen somebody make this game look so easy. And he's just like, well, seeing that, I'm just like, shit, like, I got to try to do that. <laughs> I mean, that, that's I mean, Matthew Judon's the best player on the team right now. I mean, him and Ramondre Stevenson are dueling back and forth every single week for who gets to be called the best player on the New England Patriots. And they each just keep on kind of up in the ante sort of in, in their own ways. 
And I mean, Judon, look, he, he, he wasn't billed as an elite defensive player coming to the New England Patriots. I think you got to look at him as an elite player right now, what he's been doing. And if he can get some, you know, come back stronger after the bye than he did last year, stay healthy. I mean, you, you, you hope that that those numbers just keep on coming because the Patriots are going to need it for the stretch run this season. This is going to be a tough piece of the schedule, even though those games against the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders just got beat by the Jaguars, man. They, at this point, I feel like you're back to looking at the Patriots. Like you could, they could be favored in that game because the Raiders are really, really bad right now. Really bad. And then you've got the Bengals who have looked very beatable and Miami got taken to the brink by the Chicago Bears. I mean, they've got issues. They are certainly not unbeatable themselves. And the Bills got beat by the Jets. The Jets team that you just stonewalled the previous week. I mean, that's that's something else. So, I mean, look, I, I, don't, I don't think that the Patriots are going to beat the Bills. But I guess what I'm saying is, look, anything can happen on any of these Sundays. You can never take it for granted. And I think the reality is at 5-4 and four, with the Patriots... I mean, I think they they currently are a wild card team at this point in time. I'd have to look at it, but if they're not in the wild card, they're literally right there. I mean, they are in this picture, and they're going to have the Jets at home. You would figure they should probably win that game, and you know, then they've got the Vikings, who are you know, obviously they're seven and one right now, but I still think that that could be a winnable game. And then you know, things obviously the the tricky part of the schedule starts coming up, but. Yeah, this could be a 9-win team. I mean, could even be a 10-win team, which I I didn't really think was going to happen, but I mean again, just the landscape changes with every single week. You have to you have to take into account what it is that's going on in in the NFL, not just look at uh the schedules and, and your hunches. And really if the Patriots can play competent football, they're going to be up there and have chances to to sneak into the back end of the playoffs. What they'll do after that, I don't really think much of it but look there are also things for example like you have to take care of the football better and look no turnovers for Mac Jones today you can say that that was an area of improvement that he noted and you know even though the overall passing numbers you know he just had the one touchdown didn't crack 200 yards but again he didn't throw any interceptions he had one throw that I thought might have been kind of turnover worthy where he he threw it to a defender or, you know, very close to a defender. And Jacoby Myers did a great job helping his quarterback out by tipping it away. So uh, thank you very much for that, Jacoby. Uh, but then Jacoby Myers put the football on the ground and got recovered by the Lions. And then you had Kendrick Bourne put the ball on the ground, though that one was recovered by just a superhero play by J.J. Taylor. So it's not all perfect. And I think you could get the sense from both Myers, Bourne, and, and others that, hey, look, we can, we're can we happy with the win, but we can't be satisfied. We have to be better. We've got to clean up some of those mistakes. And I, I think that that's a good mentality to have. You can't rest on your laurels. You can't be too happy about, I mean, Jacoby Myers is just like, man, I can't be happy right now, uh, you know, because, because of the fumble that he had. And I saw him explaining what happened on the fumble and I mean, you could tell he's just thinking about it because it, it, it gnaws at him to, to have had that mistake. And so, yeah, the Patriots have work to do. But I think if that Chicago Bears loss doesn't happen, which 
I think you have to maybe reevaluate what that game means now when you see what the Bears have been doing to other teams now on the offensive side of the football and Justin Fields really just starting to blossom into a, a star. At least that's what it looks like. And and you also have to remember that was before the the Bears traded away their two best defensive players and they're not scoring on it now like everybody's scoring on them, but that wasn't the case a couple of games ago. So, I mean, maybe that was not as bad of a loss as you think, but it was a game that you figured should be winnable. You're still in a good place, but you can't take anything for granted. From here on out, I don't think the Patriots are doing that. They're in about as solid a position as they could have reasonably expected to be in, given the injury to Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi coming in and playing well in the couple of starts that he made in relief of Mac Jones, and just, just keeping this operation afloat and looking like their outlook might be better than it was just a couple of weeks ago. That's all I got for this one. Kyrie Thompson, first in Foxborough. Make sure you listen to this, listen to the rest of the episodes, and listen to the recap and everything we got coming up during the bye. Peace out. See you later.